Hey everyone, my name is David Nixon and welcome back to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. Uh, today, I am going to talk to you about tearing off the mask. Tearing off the mask um, is an interesting concept. I actually shared a little quote today which really inspired this more than anything on the old Insta, Insta Instagram. Tear off the mask, your face is glorious by Rumi, um, which is very true. Well, the original face, especially. I mean, this is a conversation that I've spoken to in various different contexts over time as well. But um, a couple of questions worth considering is, do you act different in different contexts, in different scenarios, in different situations? Do you value how other people perceive you or how much do you value how other people perceive you is a better question. And the reason why this is worth considering is that, and commonly an answer that might come up is, well, of course I value what other people think. Where it's really interesting, the people that don't care, and when I say don't care, I actually mean they're, they're neutral. They're open for people caring about them or not. They're, they're okay with that as opposed to it being, you no, know, I need people to like me or I need people to think a particular way of me or I want people to think a particular way of me or I don't need them whatsoever at all to think that. There's like this beautiful balance in between of not caring between not giving a shit and over caring um, which is a beautiful space to be in but when we actually look at the word mask and especially the word persona coming from personality persona is literally the greek word for mask now going back to the question i asked you before as well i was like do you act different do you act different <laughs> right in different contexts it's an act we've got a mask on and, and pers personality persona is the mask that we develop to be able to know how to interact with reality or how we perceive reality to be and this is why it's commonly developed really in our earlier years of life but in the in the face of the primary caregivers and so when we can really start to see through this we start to see that personality really gets in the way of us more than any other thing and what i mean by that is that there's something deeper than personality significantly deeper and and it's this identification that we have with personality it's like who do you identify as well i'm i'm a father i'm a business owner i'm a uh fit person i'm a lazy person i'm a whatever it might be whatever identification quote name status title, job, role, whatever you want to follow that with is not who you are whatsoever at all. They might be some things you do or maybe they're things that you are to other people, but that's not you. That's not you at all. It's like I'm a coach. It's like I'm no coaching something you do, but commonly coaching is decided upon by the coachee, not the coach, right? I'm going to coach you. It's like, no, I'm ready to be coached. That's it's completely different. And so when we see this, we start to see that it's actually, it's just me. And for you, it's you. Not not who we take ourselves to be, not our personality, not our mask, not our job, not our title. But there's this deeper life source that's beyond mine, right? Spirit, soul, essence, whatever terminology we want to give it. But that's the greatest connection that you'll ever have to you. Everything else is laid on top of that. It's the structures of the mind, hence the, the mindset, which is so interesting, right? Mindset such an interesting word because it, the idea of setting your mind is inherently 
challenging and difficult and dangerous for, for many different reasons. And part of that is because as soon as we set it, we set it, maybe it's our focus or our attention or our drive or our goal. And if we set and forget, then we become static and, and somewhat juvenile or immature in nature. And part of the reason for that is because your mind needs constant... When I say updating, it's actually like unbecoming who you're not is what I really mean by that. Like like you, who you were before, before you were born, like that. And I don't mean in mind, I mean in... In the fucking life source, in the, you know, there's other names for it, Brahman, original face, soul, essence, whatever the case might be. But as you grow as, as a human being and really learning to how you may fit into society and culture and how you choose to do that and, and how that works for you. And in the early stages, we, we learn things, especially through our teenage years, and this is commonly known as a mythic period to some degree, is that we actually learn myths about ourselves. And a lot of these identity statements may even come from this stage of life. And then we hold on to it, not realizing because it's a it's a myth that we developed when we were really cared about what other people thought because we were so, so, so concerned about fitting in, about belonging. But life is so much more than high school. Life is so much more than the family, you know, feuds and, and, and family challenges and the names that were thrown around and the beliefs and the the frames that were thrown around during that period of life that we maybe held on to at the time because it, it either so painful that we'll remember it forever or maybe it was because it was a way for us to get some sort of love or significance or something along those lines. And so we, we built this connection to this frame that, that worked for us in a very short period of time, a myth, right? It goes, it's, this is a bit more literally woo-woo, but it's it's pointing to a really interesting point, which is that's why it's called spelling, because it can put someone under a spell. Because words and the meanings, so the actual neurosemantics is a term that I'm looking at there, our neurology and how it relates to the words that we have semantically loaded, um, can fundamentally put change our state. I get a room full of 100 year six kids, right? Or six-year-olds, 10-year-olds, doesn't really matter. And I say the word dad in front of them, I'm going to have a hundred different responses. Not just because some of them have a dad or don't have a dad or got two dads or no dads or whatever the case might be. It's it's because they have a different like somatic emotional signature and state associated with that term. And so even though it's just a word, it's not just a word. And you get that for every other word that can be used. It's the same reason why people don't want to, they don't want to lose weight, weight loss. If I get, if I, like, get a room full of people again, I go, who he wants to lose? That's one. And then two, on top of that, stand up if you feel a positive connection to the word weight, right? And so it's this kind of thing where when we can really understand the meanings that we've associated with words and our language and old frames of mind that were probably gifted to us by people that didn't know any better that we hold on to because we're after some sort of significance or love or connection or being good or being right, all on behalf of not being faulty, not being worthless, not being a piece of shit, not being isolated or lonely or something along those lines or just for the sake of being safe. When we can start to really see that for ourselves and understand that, then we start to realize this mask that we built, this structure of mind, this, this structure that we built whilst we were somewhat an infant, and that's why it is called an, an infant structure, infrastructure, infant structure, right? We start to see that we can collapse these walls, that vulnerability is strength because vulnerability means I don't need these walls, 
that, that I don't have something to protect. That's where power is. That's where strength is. And that's, that's the disidentification with the mask that we wear every single day, right? And it's not like it's void of personality. And A.H. Almas uh, talks about this as in Pearl, White, Pearl Beyond Price as well, one of his books. Uh, talks about this as being per, um, personal essence, which is the integration of personality into our very being, into our very essence. That's beyond personality. So it's not the, and this is the whole point I'm making here, it's not to shed the ego, it's to disidentify with it. It's to be able to use the mind, not let the mind use you, and not let it fool you to think that's all you are, because you're not, right? It's to see our thoughts as clouds passing by. It's to witness and observe, and not even from a non-judgmental space, because that's presupposing judgmental space. Right? It's like say I love you from a non-hatred space. It doesn't work. Right? To observe infers the other. And and from there, it's really allowing ourselves daily practices through multiple different lenses, from a first person lens, a second person sharing lens, a third person objective lens, and then a fourth this fourth person systems lens. And that can look like stillness or meditation each day. Deliberate and conscious is what I'm referring to. Or a conscious journaling practice. Just to see what's comes, what comes up. Maybe some questions as prompts. A listening practice. And this is actually a practice of second person. To really listen. To get, get your shit out of the way. And really listen and be there for the other person. Right? Like an empty cup. Whatever they're saying, you're just filling your cup. You're the cup. Right? That's your listening practice. To some sort of doing physical action conscious action doing practice bunch of words together but you know what i mean doing something consciously not just habitually right getting things done but are you being intentional genuinely and on top of that some sort of planning some sort of checking that allows you not just some sort of planning a plan that allows you to be able to assess this and see where you're at and see how it fits and is it a functional fit for your life it, it, how how healthy is the system? Can you can you maintain it? Is it sustainable? And if not, who do you need to check in and what support do you need to make something like this sustainable for your own unfolding? Team, that's all I have for you today. If you found this podcast useful or beneficial, it would mean the world to me if you pass it on to someone else that you think would also find it beneficial. If you want to be a part of the Peak and Flow community, you can do that by following the notes in the uh, podcast. It should be somewhere in where, depending where you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, you can find out more about our programs and retreats at our website as well. That will also be in the show notes. And you can get a copy of my book, Money Yourself, anywhere online or otherwise from the website as well. But that's me. I'm done. I'm out. Thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon.